Praise His name, praise His name to the end of the earth. All that men will praise His name, praise His name to the end of the earth. All that men will praise His name, praise His name to the end of the earth. All that men will praise His, praise His name. There's peace in this aisle. It's okay to walk on the side of precaution. But I'm watching you dance. I'm watching you shout. We're victorious this morning. shouting going on. I can't hear myself praising him. This is awesome. <laughs> the Lord is saying, he said, I'm in your boat. I'm in your house. I'm in your corner. I got your back. I go before you. I am beside you. I will not leave you. I'll never 
God, the God of Baal was asleep. The God of Baal was asleep. The God of Baal was asleep. He never showed up with no fire because he don't have any fire. But I create the fire, said God. I am the breath of life, said the Lord. I have resurrection power in my voice, said God. I have love that will move you in my eyes, said God. In my eyes, said God. And my eye is on you. My eye is on every one of you. Every one of you. And if I tell you to get out of the boat and come follow me on the water, you can do it. And if I can feed my prophet with ravens, I will take care of you. And if I can hide him in a widow's house because all the world order is going nuts, I'll do it for you. Divine protection. Divine protection. My breath of life. My eye of love. My love drives out the fear. There's no fear in God. You have faith in me. And your faith will move the mountains. So speak, my daughter. And speak, my son. And call those things that be not as though they are. Already done in heaven. Call it down in the earth. Already done in heaven. Call it down with the words of your mouth. Yeah.
Jesus in. We pray, Lord God, for Pastor Gardner. In the name of Jesus, we speak life over them. We speak blessing over them. Favor and protection and grace and more grace and more grace and more grace in the name of Jesus. Now, Lord, as we stand here, even at the altar, as united people, we pray for this house, Lord. Your blessing upon this house. Lord, fill up this house. Fill it up. Fill it up with your presence. Fill it up with your power. Fill it up with your spirit. Fill it up with souls. Yes, God. Bless this house and all that's in it. Bless our leaders, Bishop and Dr. Shaw. Come on, lift your voice with me now as we cry out to God for our Bishop and Dr. Shaw. We speak blessing over them, life over them, favor over them, and grace, 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 grace for everything they touch. Grace for every assignment. Grace for every calling. Grace for every endeavor. In the name of Jesus. Now come on as one people. Lift your voice and give God a shout of praise. Rejoice! Rejoice! This morning, Amen. We gotta go on with the rest of the service. You be seated. I didn't know last week that I was in the hospital, and um, they took a disc out of my neck and uh, out of my back and replaced it with a bolt, a nut and a bolt. But this week, I feel like I have never had surgery. I don't feel any pain. I don't feel nothing. I feel back to normal, and I have another praise break. Now this is a praying church. This is a blessed and praising church. My son, Michael Jr. is sitting right there. You see him right here behind you? Stand up there. We've been praying for him for the last four to five years that God would deliver him. He came down here to stay with me this week. He starts work Monday downtown at the GM building. See what God can do. The prayers of the righteous avail as much, and he hasn't taken a drink since. So you can't tell me what God ain't doing. You know, I've been just sitting back just looking at the power of God. How God has came over me. He's been keeping me and keeping me and keeping me. Though although things may come against me, it's coming against me to make me stronger, to make me a better man than what I was before. See, because I thought I was something, but I'm nothing until now to what God has done for me and doing for me. Now I'm going to be victorious in Jesus because I have a reason to be victorious because he saved me again and again and again and again and again and again. And I'm still here. And like I said, the prayers of the righteous avail as much. My son is a living witness standing right there right now. Come on. 
on, sing with us one time. Amazing Grace. Come on, here we go. Amazing Grace. How sweet the this morning. Hallelujah. How many of you are just so blessed to be here this morning? Amen. God is good all the time. But some of us this morning, maybe we need to to give that fresh commitment to him. Amen. So I want you to just renew and reconsecrate your life this morning. Just pray with me. Say, Jesus, I know what's next. You, you are my focus. So, Lord, at this season, I just reconsecrate, recommit my life to you thank you for dying but more for rising so i could live forever come in take over be my focus thank you jesus amen how many of you said that and meant it give god a shout this morning Hallelujah. Well, it's been an interesting week. I think every pastoral leader in this country is probably trying to take some deep breaths. But I want to tell you, I wouldn't want to be any place but in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're putting in your hands this morning. Just some tools. When you go to your prayer closet, these are wonderful. Pastor Darlene got them from the National Day of Prayer. And they've encouraged everybody to take and use these. Now, how many of you know we pray Psalm 91 like crazy people? 
So they're telling you to pray Psalm 91. And then, best of all, our, how many of you know I've been shouting, declare the word this year? Come on, talk back to me. What's this year? It's the year of the what? Mouth. We got our mouths going for everything else. Let's get our mouths declaring the word of the Lord. So you'll see declarations there for protection, for rejecting fear. Amen. So I want to look this morning, and I want you to hold out that prayer. We're going to pray it like crazy people at the end of the service. God gave me that prayer, and you're going to see what you're declaring. But... We're in a season where we're looking at each other going, what now? The enemy would like nothing better than everybody running a cave. And how many of you have at least thought about it? Don't even tell me that you haven't. But it's a challenging season. But I want to tell you something. It's the greatest time to be alive in the body of Christ. Because this is our opportunity to tell people about Jesus. How many of you have felt the fear everywhere you go? But you know what? We can say, all right, God, I'm on assignment for real. I want to tell everybody I know about Jesus. This is not an attack on us. This is an attack on the globe. Because we have heard over and over how this is the harvest time. This is the time we're going to see more souls come to the kingdom than ever. And if you don't think the enemy don't realize that, he knows what's going on. Not because he's smart, but because he's got all his little demons running around listening in. And so he knows that God's moving, that God's going to continue to move. And I want to tell you something. God is not shocked by coronavirus. He did not wake up this morning and go, oh, my God, I better do something. My people. God knew, and God has a plan. Look at your neighbor and say, God's got a plan. Say, God's got a plan for your life. Oh, Dr. Cheryl, we're going to get a recession. The economy's going to crash. So what? Are you worrying about it going to stop anything? Come on, how many of you can stop whatever God is going to use? So man, just put your feet up, take a deep breath, and say, thank you, Jesus. Because if the economy collapses, so what? We still have the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and he makes a way. How many of you have ever seen God let you down 
disappoint you, and you just may as well go crawl in a hole. We got to grab a hold now of faith. Faith. Faith for provision. Faith for jobs. Faith for finances. Faith for health. Faith. Man, so many people want to sit on the mountaintop. Yeah, I got faith. Yeah, you're on the mountaintop, stupid. We got to have faith down here in the valley. Forgive me, Lord, I shouldn't have said stupid. It's time for revival, not fear. It's time for revival, not shrinking back. It's time for revival. Well, Dr. Cheryl, what's the revival? People got to get saved. People got to come to Christ. People in the church got to come to Christ. What? Ooh, that's another sermon. (laughs) Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22 and 23. This is what God said to me. But you are come to Mount Zion. Say Mount Zion. Zion. And unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect. Listen. We aren't at Mount Sinai. We're not at Mount Sinai. Where we got to shake in our boots. Because there's fire coming from the mountain. And I don't know. We better go get a golden calf. We better go find a serum for the coronavirus. He says, Mount Zion. The heavenly Jerusalem. Church of the firstborn. Church of the assembly. The judge of all is in charge. God said, you ain't on Mount Sinai. He says, you've come under my grace. He says, if I don't have grace for my people, who do I got grace for? How many of you thank God for his grace? It's a new covenant. How many of you thank God our president declared today a national day of prayer? National Day of Prayer, because God told him so. Um, I don't know if that president here is God. He's your president. Honor the position and trust that God can speak to a donkey. (laughs) So we don't care. I thank God for my president. I thank God that he said, pray. So what's next? Just a few things God said to tell you. Number one, no fear. No fear. When that thing creeps up, 
scratch its ugly head. Go just like that and dig it in. Fear is not a God. He says, we, pr- we, we profess it over and over again. 2 Timothy 1.7, look, in case you didn't know it, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Man, how many of you have been out there this week and I don't know if there's any sound minds? Some of you are in the retail and some of you are in places where you're just seeing incredible crazy. <laughs> like, forget it if you want a bottle of water. We got some here for you. <laughs> forget it if you want some toilet paper. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get why toilet paper. And everybody I've asked don't get it neither. Apostle Barbara Yoder is in Jerusalem right now. So she put on her text, she texted me too, but she put on her Facebook, she goes, I got this roll of toilet paper, I wonder what it's worth. (laughs) She goes, I'm going to put it in my suitcase to bring home. I said, you better be careful, they might steal it. (laughs) Come on, what is wrong with the world? How many times in the Word of God, over 300 plus times, he says, fear not, fear not, fear not. Look at your neighbor say, fear not. Fear not. But see, fear is spreading in incredible proportions. Now, what's the fear of? The fear of is contagion. I want to tell you something right now. All flu is contagious. Now, I ain't no medical doctor, but colds are contagious. 95,000 people have died of the regular flu. They don't publish that. All they want to let you know is the 5, 10, 20 that have died of of Corona. You'll die of drinking five or six Coronas if you don't pay attention. It is insane. 65,000 people have died last year of heart disease. 80,000 have died of kidney failure. But they don't publish that. The media is coming down this year. They are coming down this year. They're crazy. And the other fear, the one is contagious, the other one is lack. Costco, Sam's Club, BJ's even. Crazy. I was in Japan. So we're going to the church. The pastor picks me up, and he's driving us to the church. And I said, wow. I said, what's that? I said, we've been following this traffic along the side for two miles. He goes, oh, that's Costco. 
I said, oh, wow, they got a Costco in Japan. He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, every Sunday, that's the way they all enjoy their time, and that's the way they all uh, relax. Everybody goes to Costco. I said, you are serious. He goes, yeah. And a lot of them, he goes, they, they don't want to drive their car because of the traffic, so they ride their bike. I said, Jesus. He says, and now they're fighting. Now, this is before it got here to America. Now they're fighting over water and toilet paper. I said, oh, that's crazy. I said, we'd fight over water, but not toilet paper. I have to call him and for, ask him to forgive me. <laughs> crazy. Fear not. Fear not. Look at your neighbor again and say, fear not. I mean, how many times do we quote this scripture on a regular basis? What is it? Is it just in one ear and out the other? This is our opportunity, saints, to fear not. Hallelujah. Say, I choose not to fear. Second one, he said, refresh yourself in his love. Man, just sit back and thank you, Jesus, that you love me. Do you know what Jesus prayed in John 17? He says that you, Father, would love them the way you love me. Can you imagine the love of God for you the way he loves his son? How many of you get what I just said? How many of you have kids? How many of you love them, kids? Most days of the week. How many of you love those kids? How many of you would lay down your life for that kid? That if they said, I'm going to shoot your kid or shoot you, you'd say, shoot me. That's how God loves you. Wow. I can't even. I looked again this morning. I look at my grandbaby every day. And I just like, I can't imagine. I can imagine anything so precious. That's how God looks at you. My, my little grandson came up to me this morning in worship, and when I looked down and saw him, I just hugged him so tight. I can't imagine loving that God loves me the way I love Gabriel, the way I love Max, the way I love Micah. I can't imagine. Saints, are you getting it? Refresh yourself in that love. Refresh yourself. Remind yourself about how much God loves you. See, he, it's not about your love for God. It's so not about your love for God. You love God, but it's about God's love for you. And when you begin to get it, you begin to be able to love others that way. You begin to say, okay, they were stupid, but I love them. How many of you are hearing what I am saying? Refresh yourself. Perfect love casts out fear. So when you meet up with folks that are fearful, love on them. Love on them. Hey, man, what can I do? I know you're just really messed up with what's going on, but what can I do? Can I pray with you? What can I say? 
How can I comfort you? I want to just love on you. And you know what's going to happen? That fear will just dissipate. Saints, we're on assignment now. Don't shrink back. Tell people, tell other Christians, man, get bold. Don't, don't run. Say, man, how can I reach out? Another thing God said to me, he goes, I am faithful. God's faithful. When you're going through stuff, the devil's going, what now? And you're going, God's faithful. God's faithful. Say it, God is faithful. Look at 2 Thessalonians 3.3. How many of you believe the word? Says, but the Lord is faithful. Oh, wow, what a shocker. Says, but the Lord is faithful. Who shall establish you and keep you from evil? The Lord's faithful. He's not like man, he'll do what he says he's going to do. How many of you know people like that? They do what they say. Just as my daughters, when they were little and they misbehaved, I'd be the one going, stop it, stop it, behave, stop it. Bishop going, when we get home, you are done. And they just start crying. I go, why are you guys crying? Because he means it. Because when we get home, we're done. Oh, it'll be okay. Shut up, Mom, it's not true. And guess what? When they got home, they got a paddle. Even when everybody was happy, they're jumping in the house. They thought he forgot. <laughs> Come here. Ah! Right? She's nodding. She knows I'm right. <laughs> Mom would have said, okay, now you're behaving okay. Not dad. He is faithful. God will do what he says he's going to do. God said he's going to protect his own. God says, fear not. God says, I am going to take care of things. How many of you heard the prophetic word this morning? Do you think we just get up here and let people give a word because it sounds good? He says, I'm going to take care of stuff. He says, I got your back. I got your side. I got your front. I got you covered. Psalm 91 is a prayer of protection. I got you covered. I keep my wings hovered over you. He's faithful. He's faithful. Focus on him. Focus on him, not the virus. Focus on him. Oh, but Dr. Cheryl, they closed all the churches. Well, they left open the ones that matter. I don't know. I think it's the time for the, the smaller churches to wake up and say, hallelujah. Well, all the car companies shut down for 30 days. They all need a vacation anyway. They work too hard. Oh, the schools are closing. Now that one bothers me. Because what do we do with all these children? Pray. Pray. 
pray right now. Detroit shut down all their schools. Some of those kids don't have normal homes. School is a reprieve for them. We pray once a month directly with Superintendent Vidi. And Dr. Vidi said, he goes, please pray. He goes, for so many of my students, going to school is a break from a bad home atmosphere. He goes, and what do we do? So they're trying. Some of those kids, the only meal they get is the one they get at school. That one bothers me. I've been telling folks from the Detroit schools, come and get some food. We'll give you whatever we got in the pantry. We'll help. We'll do whatever. God is faithful. And if the church reached out right now at this season and said, let us do whatever we can do. I can't tell you I know what to do sometimes. There are situations that have called me and I said, I don't know what to do, but tell me what to do and we'll do it. How many of you hear me? God is faithful. Another thing God said, be led of the spirit. Don't be motivated by fear. Well, if I'm afraid, it must be God. I got it. No, God don't put fear on you so you get motivated. He doesn't threaten you. Well, sometimes he'll threaten you with a paddle. But be led of the spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, I don't know what to do, but you do. Show me what to do. Show me what to say. We've had a death in our family, and so Bishop's kind of ministering right now. And he said, I don't even know what to do. He says, but I'm just going to make myself available. Because the family is hurting, and they don't know Jesus. How many of you hear what I'm saying? Be led of the Spirit. How you react is key. Listen, the world is looking at us. And they're going, I want to see what happens now, them and their Jesus. Okay, so like, how many of you have even doubted yourself at times? So like last night, I'm getting prepared for the word and going over my notes, and I get this message from one of Bishop's doctors, his eye doctor, and she's precious. And she's a little, uh, she's married to a good Jewish man, and I don't even know what she is, but she's real precious. Look at your neighbor and say she's a good person. So she gives me this whole long thing. Cheryl, you know that I love you and Jerry very much. Oh, God, here it comes. But I really wish you'd reconsider your opening church tomorrow. And you got to think about this. It's contagious. And so inside I'm going, and so is the flu bug, and so is a cold, and so is your fear. <laughs> But I'm just containing myself. So she goes on and on because she's got all what? Head knowledge. She's loaded. 
well, in several ways, but she, she's got a ton of head knowledge. I mean, she travels to Prague, Brazil. She goes all over the world with her head knowledge to speak on eye procedure. So she then ends with, we're even being selective about who we see in our office. I said, now that makes me mad. I said, and I wanted to, ooh, I wanted to say, so how do you decide who deserves service? I just said, mmm. So I go to Bishop, I said, I want to respond. He goes, no, you want to react. I said, both. He says, answer her. And I said, with what? that she'll receive. He said, tell her, thank you so much for your input. Be blessed. <gasps> Hello? How many of you know he's wise? He's a wise man. He said, Cheryl, no matter what you say, she's right in her mind. We got to be led of the Spirit. I might have really turned her off and never been able to speak with her about the Lord had I said all that I wanted to say. We got to be led of the Spirit because there will come back around a time where she'll say to me, what, what did you do? And I will have opportunity and say, oh my God, we had one of the most awesome services and we praise the Lord and she might be going through something and say, will you pray for me? Because she's done that. Be led of the Spirit. Get a fresh perspective this morning. That as you walk out of here, you're not going to worry about coronavirus. You're going to walk in faith saying, my God is able. My God is able. Come on, God, send me some folk. Send me some folk. Because my God is able. Listen, I promise you, two days from now, on March 17th, every bar will be jam-packed celebrating nobody has tended to shut down a casino yet and there are masses of people in there I want to go there just to take an offering how many of you hear me get a fresh perspective say I'm not going to buy into this junk I mean, if toilet paper he hasn't shown you how ridiculous, then nothing is going to reach you. Another thing God said to me, he goes, pray. And I thought this was cute. He says, pray and wash. He says, so wash your hands. Wash your hands. You know what's so sad? that we have to tell people to wash their hands. My, my daughter, Gabrielle, is in service here this morning. She said, 
on her Facebook page, she put, y'all going out buying all the toilet paper, paper towel, whatever. She goes, just wash your hands. And she didn't say it too politely. <laughs> but it's true. Who doesn't wash their hands? I bet you're washing them like crazy people now. So what? Wash them. It's a sick thing, but I've been in restaurants where I've gone to the bathroom and I watched the waitress go to the bathroom and walk out and didn't wash her hands. And the one time I just went, what tables do you have? <laughs> she goes, what? I said, you don't have my table, do you? I said, wash your hands, baby. Oh, I forgot. Oh, God, don't forget on my table. <laughs> pray, 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 and wash your hearts. Wash me, Jesus, in the blood every day. Every day, wash me in the blood. You don't got to beg and grovel before God. You are a kid who's on Mount Zion. He says, you're covered. Wash me, Jesus, in the blood. I don't do it all right, God, but I'm trying to do the best I know how, and you got to do the rest. So, Jesus, you got my back. Wash me. Wash me in the blood. And pray. Pray for your leaders. Pray for the uh, president and his cabinet. Pray for your senators. Pray for your house of reps. Pray for Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> That's my own personal prayer. Pray, pray, pray. Pray for your families. Pray for your kids. Pray for every person. Listen, I can't possibly remember every person that is in my sphere of influence. So I pray Psalm 91 every day. And I pray for my kids, my grandkids. I pray for my husband. I pray for my family. And then I pray for my church folk. I pray for my chaplains. I pray for my ministers and churches and the network. And I pray, God, if I missed anybody that's even remotely connected to me. And cover us all in Psalm 91. Pray. Pray. Pray against this evil virus. Pray against that snake of deception that's trying to deceive the entire earth. Pray. Pray against the religious devils. Some of them churches that are shut down is a bunch of religion anyway. Pray, pray that God just overtake them sometime in their service. Blow them away and get them on their face and they won't know what hit them. Pray. How many of you are with me this morning? Pray the word. Man, these things I gave you are pure tools. You could just stand there and just pray the whole thing out loud. One more thing God said. He goes, reconsecrate. Re re Give me your life again every day. Give me your life every day. 
Give your life over to spreading the gospel every day. Give your life over to ministering to your family, to your husband, to your wife, to your children, to your neighborhood, to your community. Give your life over to giving up your me, my, and I. Give it over to how can I reach out? How can I touch a life today? One of the most awesome things people have said to me, how was Japan? It was awesome because of all the lives that were touched. That's all I cared about. I don't, listen, I am not thrilled to travel, okay? If you know me, you know, I hate getting on an airplane because I don't want to be stuffed in a compartment. I hate long airplane rides because I start getting antsy and I got to move and I ache and it's like, so I don't get any glory because I get to travel, but I get to touch a life and that's all I care about. And when I got to that conference, there had to be 100, 150 people, and they were so hungry. I felt like I couldn't hardly get everything out. And then they were getting free, and they were crying out, and they were just, they were excited. If you know anything about the Japanese people, like, they are very conservative. So even in church, they're like this. And they might do this to sing songs. So, you know, Dr. Sun, she's crazy. She'll be here in May. And uh, so she said, Cheryl, Cheryl, Cheryl. I felt like I was with Bishop. Cheryl, come, get him up here. Get him up here. I said, well, how about you getting him up here? I said, they don't know me. She goes, come, come with me. And we had to get on the platform and start dancing. I said, can we have some music? <laughs> and so once we put the worship and uh, a song on that they could dance to, then they all started coming forward. If you could have seen these people jumping and dancing, they've been set free. It was the most awesome thing. I had Japanese ladies come up to me and say, never done before. I understood what they said. Never done before. I said, awesome. Awesome. Give your life over to him to do whatever he wants with. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Look at this, verse 16 and 17. The cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? For we being many, look at your neighbor say, we are many, are one bread and one body. Say, we are one body. For we are all partakers of that one bread. He says, man, give your life over. Be a participator with me in the blood. He didn't just die and rise again and shed blood for just you. 
We're in a season where people are saying, what now? And you're going, Jesus now. He shed his blood for you and you and you. And it's real. And if you just let him in, he's going to show up and show off. He's your answer. I want to just this morning receive the communion table because I want to encourage you in something. Amen. I want you to take the communion table every day if you can. Can we have uh, people pass out communion? I want to take it in our seat. God spoke to me and said, take communion every day. I said, I do, Lord. So does Bishop. He said, not you. Have them take it every day. So go ahead and distribute it, please. And so we got to understand why. Because we're one body. Because when you take the communion table, listen, this is so important. We all think communion table is, well, praise God, it's the shed blood and the broken body. And when I take communion, he cleanses me of every sin and he begins to heal me. That's truth. Now look at your neighbor and say, that's true. But communion is also a weapon of war. Are you getting this? When you take communion... You are making offering again. And when God sees us going through stuff, he gets mad. He spoke to me this morning. He goes, when you're hurting, he says, when someone does stuff to you and that enemy comes against you, he goes, I get mad. I take it personal. He says, and when you take communion and I see you making offering, I see you honoring my son's blood and broken body, he goes, I'm motivated. He goes, now I'm going to move on your behalf. So when you take communion, you're doing it as a slap in that devil's face because God's going to get him. Don't just take communion to cleanse your soul, spirit, body, heal you. That's good. But there's so much more to the communion table. He says, when you take it, you're going to see me move in your situation. Because you're a partaker. You're a partaker. You're not a bystander. We're partakers of one body. How many of you are getting this this morning? Say, Lord, reveal the, thought, the stuff she's saying. We're going to receive communion this morning. But I want us to take a moment because before we can receive it, we got to prepare our hearts. We're going to wash and pray.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we don't do everything right. And we confess this morning our sin to you, to one another. We confess our fear. We confess, God, where our mouths have done everything but speak your word. We confess, God, every area of our lives. Just begin to share with him what you really see, God, having to cleanse you of this morning, wash you. All our doubts, all our unbelief, all our fears, all our pride, all our religious junk. Forgive us this morning, Jesus. Wash us in your blood. Forgive us, Lord. Lord, there's areas of our hearts that we've held back. Lord, we just want to release that to you today. Lord, we confess our disobedience, our rebellion. We confess when we've compared ourselves or been in competition. Lord Jesus, wash us in your precious blood this morning. We've shouted and praised you this morning. And that's awesome. And you've set us free. But forgive us when we've not shouted and praised you in our circumstance. Forgive us for the ungratefulness when we've not thanked you, even for the little stuff that you do. I mean, God, we got up this morning. That was a miracle. Lord, we just want to love on you. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We trust you, Jesus. Help our unbelief. Father, we just surrender this morning. Lord, we'll trade you. We'll trade you all our fear for faith. We'll trade you, God. Take our fears and give us faith. Help us. Help us where we fall short. Help us where we fall short as mom and dad. Help us where we fall short as husbands and wives. Help us. Help us where we fall short in the workplace or at school. Help us. We cry out this morning. We need you, Jesus.
let him speak to your heart. He doesn't see you as a failure. He sees you as a winner. He don't understand when you don't like yourself because he sees you as a conqueror, a warrior, a warrioress. He sees you as perfect. You know the way we look at our kids sometimes? We think they're perfect. That's how he looks at us. He says, I don't know about all that junk you see. I see perfection. Thank you, God. Thank you for the blood and the broken body. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Has everyone been served? Okay. If you need the elements, raise your hand. Okay, right up here. Thank you, Elder. Thank you, my God. Thank you, my Father. Thank you that you love us. Let's lift up our bread. Father, we thank you this morning for the broken body. It's not even human what you endured in your body. But then you shed your blood and they stuck you in a cave, a tomb. But man, within hours, you busted out of there. Thank you. We appropriate your broken body this morning to our lives, to our family's lives, to every person connected to us. We appropriate your broken body to our finances, to our jobs, to our need for another job, to every area of our lives. To every part of our business, everything, we appropriate the broken body this morning. And we say, thanks, God. Thanks, God. Let's partake. And Father, we just thank you for the cup. We thank you for washing us in the precious blood of Jesus. We thank you that we weren't an afterthought. We were intentional. Father, I appropriate this precious blood to every area of our lives. And God, we stand in the gap for our families and we stand in the gap for our jobs and our businesses and every area of our lives. And Father, we choose as we partake of this blood that God, we just decree 1 Samuel 7. As we make offering this morning, you turn around and you destroy the enemy. So we destroy 
fear and doubt and unbelief. We destroy sickness and infirmity. We destroy and turn the enemy on himself against coronavirus and every virus. Because God, the blood, your blood did it all. It's all we need. Take of the blood. Thank you, Jesus. Just begin to thank him. Thank him. The greatest miracle. You're seeing it right now. You're seeing how the communion table just transforms everything. Now I want you to take the prayer. The one that starts out, Lord, we bind. And I want you to stand with me this morning. And I want you to pray this with me. It ain't about how loud we get. It's about how full of meaning we pray it. And you might say, I don't know if I believe as much as you do, Dr. Cheryl. You don't have to. Because I don't think I believe as much as apostles see sometimes or bishop. But I'm going to pray like I'm dying. How many of you hear me? Pray this as if it were your very last words on earth. And as you pray it, just begin to bubble up from inside. Because we mean it. And I want to tell you right now, all hell's shaking. All hell is shaking. So let's begin to pray this morning. Lord, we bind up this three-cord attack in the name of Jesus. Satan has distorted this biblical principle of a three-fold cord and we dismantle his lies to stop the global outpouring and revival of God's spirit. We bind and break this combined attack, this unholy alliance by the blood of Jesus. Lord, we cast out, annihilate, and eradicate this snake of deception, the viper of the religious spirit, and the venomous serpent of coronavirus. We arrest by the power of the blood of Jesus and place a stop on this global epidemic. It will cease and desist and not spread in Jesus' name. Heal those who have been afflicted. We take authority over this virus and any attacks of illness and death. As in Isaiah 14, 29, the rod that struck is broken. Satan has struck the earth with this virus. Lord, break the rod of this attack. Reverse the curse and bring global outpouring and revival. We decree Psalm 91 over ourselves and anyone connected to us. And we pray in Jesus' name. Hallelujah!
shouting and praising God. But I encourage you today, if you need prayer, you don't leave this place. We'll pray with you. God will touch you like never before. How many of you sense the presence of God? Hallelujah. So if you need prayer, come down. If you came in a little late and you want to put your tithes and offering or an offering on the war chest, I welcome you to do that. And also, if you are a visitor, I want to meet you. I want to just elbow you. Amen. Come on down. Well, let's go out of here shouting this morning, Doc. Hallelujah!